VCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. And we do welcome you to Crosstalk here on VCY America. Thank you for joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, there have been several days of ceasefire that have taken place uh, in uh, the Gaza area of uh, Israel. Uh, ceasefires, several hostages have been released. Uh, many more Palestinian prisoners, though, have been released. Uh, the ceasefire is supposed to end today. However, we understand there are talks going on to try and extend the ceasefire. Uh, Minister Benny Gantz, a member of the Knesset, said this. He said, we are in a complex moment with a time window within the framework of the deal to return our kidnapped. We will work to make the most of it as much as possible. At the same time, we are prepared and ready to return to combat at any given moment, even right now. He said the state of Israel is conducting a complex multi-arena campaign. They rose against us to destroy us, and they still want to do that. We have no choice. We must keep fighting. We're not seeking revenge, but to secure our future. We will not stop until we bring security and remove the threat to our citizens in the north and south. Well, joining us today to discuss Israel's war on Hamas, we welcome back Dr. Jimmy DeYoung, Jr., speaker, teacher, Mideast guide, videographer, speaker on Prophecy Today. Uh, he lived and worked in Jerusalem many years, fully credentialed journalist, and has led numerous tours to Israel. And uh, Dr. Jimmy DeYoung, thank you for joining us today. Great to be with you today, Jim. Uh, the ceasefire is supposed to end today, and I'd like to get your first, uh, you know, your comments on where this matter stands as best we know it at this point, and uh, what, what you're hearing from your sources in Israel. Well, Jim, you know, uh, there's so much, many layers uh, to this whole uh, process of the war. Uh, you know, there are many goals. The major goal is to finish Hamas. That's the goal. Uh, a major, uh, another major goal, but not the ultimate goal, which is finishing Hamas, is the release of the hostages. And I think that's what we're seeing right now. We've seen 63 so far. The interesting thing, Jim, this is uh, a process that Hamas has done. It's uh, done this throughout its history. Uh, once it became a political. Uh, group and then a, a military political group, they've always taken hostages. And in the past, Israel has, I mean, for, for instance, uh, Galid Shalit, when he was released, they traded a thousand Hamas or Arab Palestinians, uh, Hamas terrorists, uh, in release for one person. Uh, it seems like now they're almost getting three to one, mm -hmm. three uh, you know, hostages, uh, one hostage for every three terrorists that are released back into um, the Gaza Strip or even into what they refer to as the behind the green line, which would be in the areas of Judea and Samaria. I know that you've talked with people that live in those areas. Uh, you know, so I think the main goal for uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu, Benny Gantz, Gallant, uh, the ministers of the government, is the hostage release. And that mm -hmm. that uh, timeline is very limited. Uh, I mean, that's the ultimate. At a certain point, I think the biggest fear that people are dealing with, and especially the Israeli government, uh, the Israeli the state of Israel, the people that live there, uh, the Jewish people, is we will start to see the hostages being um, killed on TV, live TV. Nice. That's the thing that nobody wants to see. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that is really the the motivating factor in trying to, in this multi-layered talks all day, getting uh, other Arab states involved. Qatar, when you look at, I mean, you know, we're, we're almost reading Bible prophecy. And as I look at it, uh, you're seeing these events take place, and it is a, you know, a, a uh, conglomerate of nations that are coming together that are counseling 
and dealing with Israel. That's Psalm 83. And when you see these nations that are involved right now, the very nations that are involved in Bible prophecy, it's almost as if it's coming off the pages right now as we are watching what's yeah. happened. You, you talked about this being a very complex situation, and I had just seen a quote from the Science and Technology Minister of Israel, uh, Ofer Akunis, I'm not sure of the pronunciation, but but he said of the hostage deal, he said, quote, it's a very complicated issue because we're dealing with the devil. Hamas, uh, this is the devil on earth, and uh, he said that we will do whatever is necessary to bring our hostages home to Israel, to their families. We will continue the war. We'll defend defeat the evil, but uh, he also calling it a very complicated situation, called, uh, you know, Hamas the devil, and uh, we're doing what we can to bring the hostages home, but but uh, that uh, we know that that window of opportunity is, is coming to a close, it appears soon. Yes. You know, it's interesting uh, when you look at this, and uh, Hamas has clearly broken the agreement of a ceasefire. They were the ones that broke it, uh, firing uh, you know, shooting at Israeli soldiers. I think there was one missile that was fired. Um, and the question was asked uh, of the of the government and the journalists that were there. But I think the, the thought is, is like, look, we, our main goal is to get people out. We're not going to, we're not going to stop this process just because we're going to finish it mm-hmm. after we get the hostages out. Right. That's, that's what Israel is saying. We're going to finish the main goal, which is to finish Hamas, that ideology, that political group that is there on the border of Israel. In Israel, you, you have uh, so many people now. The thought process in Israel is for people to move. I mean, you would think that they would you know, want to stay clear of the area around the Gaza Strip. You have Israeli families that want to move back into those kibbutz that were attacked um, you know, that uh, were basically wiped out in, in the attack on October 7th. You have people that want to move there. They want to establish this. So they, they don't want to live next to Hamas anymore. But, Jim, i tell you, a, a bigger one that we need to be aware of is Hezbollah. So Hamas, uh, Hezbollah is the bigger brother to Hamas. And if Hamas is evil, which they are, we have seen it well documented by their own cameras, by their own GoPros, by what they said. Uh, plus, I mean, and, and many politicians around the world have seen the footage. Uh, it's heartbreaking. But if Hamas is evil, Hezbollah is the bigger brother. And when you look at their histories, which run these two uh, proxies of Iran, that uh, Hezbollah is in the north, it's in Lebanon. Hezbollah has been working, and if that uh, if they get into the fight, you're going to see not only a, a front down in the Gaza Strip, you're going to see a front, uh, a war front in the north with Hezbollah from Lebanon, and with the hostages being released, uh, not the hostages, the terrorists, uh, those prisoners being released, you could see a front uh, within the Israeli communities uh, where, you know, Arabs and Jews coexist, or they try to coexist and live together. So, I mean, this is a powder keg that is waiting to just explode. And I think that's what uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu, who is really under a lot of stress right now, um, he's looking at the day after the war is finished. There, the Gallant, Gantz, uh, Ben Gavir, Smoltrich, all of these that have come together as part of the unity government that is operating Israel right now. They're watching what is taking place. They're trying to finish the objective, which is to wipe out Hamas. Once that's done, uh, we'll see what happens after and the day after when that is finished. And it appears that Hezbollah is really watching how Israel deals with Hamas, because if, if, if Israel all of a sudden stops... Hezbollah is going to be emboldened by that, will they not, to, to go to, to really lash out against Israel? But if Israel is very firm in its commitment to, to uh, wipe Hamas off the face of the earth, what a lesson that is for Hezbollah. Yes, exactly. I mean, you've got these two, two ways of thinking here. Hezbollah basically came into existence after the first Israeli-Lebanon conflict 
back in the uh, early 80s, and they became very strong. Uh, they fought alongside of the Russians and Syrians in the uh, Syrian conflict uh, of where Bashar Assad was trying to wipe out his own people. Uh, so, you know, Hezbollah is much more, uh, I would say, together as a military. Uh, they're much stronger than Hamas. Uh, they, But they also realize and they see Israel, either with America's help or without America's help, mm-hmm. would be a, a, a task that they're not, I mean, it's in their charter, just as in Hamas's. It's in Hezbollah's charter to wipe Israel yeah. off the face of the map. That's been from day one. Nasrallah has been preaching that. Uh, that's what they do. They've been traveling uh, all around the world, reaching long uh, out uh, far to you know attack Israel and Bulgaria, and uh, and we're starting to see Hezbollah in South America. Um, the OTMs coming across, other than uh, Mexican that come across our border in the south. We're starting to see Hezbollah in South America and making its way to America. So I think that, you know, Hezbollah, who is a much better put-together outfit, is uh, realizes that Israel would still be a formidable foe, even if, you know, they don't have the support of the United States. As, as we were approaching the talk of this temporary, you know, ceasefire, um, many have said, uh, you know, it, while it's good to get the hostages back, it's giving time for Hamas to reload and regroup. Uh, your thoughts on that? Uh, I think Israel is going to see this. And uh, again, Israel has to, uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu and this government has to finish, even if they are start to rebuild in, the, in this delay of, of um, you know, the war going on, um, they're going to finish the process. Uh, they have to for for the Israeli government, for Prime Minister Netanyahu, all those men that it was on their watch where this took place. They're going to have to finish this this fight uh, for the Israeli people. They need to see it finished. They don't want to live alongside of Hamas. They don't want to live in fear in the north. And when you talk about all the people that have been evacuated out of the north, uh, it's almost 200,000-plus people that have been evacuated out of the north. You have empty cities in the north, and the north is very much a part of Israel and a part of the whole um, economy and just a lifeblood. You can't evacuate and, and leave those towns empty. So Israel has to finish this battle. doesn't matter if you have a couple of days. Again, the main, a main goal is to get the hostages out. Uh, to get them safely returned, to see these people, um, mothers and, and, and um, interesting, mothers and children come back, coming across. 63, I believe, is the number at this point uh, that have come back uh, into the land, uh, just hearing their stories of what was going on. I think Hamas has been severely hampered, and we'll see what will take place in the coming days. Friends, you're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Dr. Jimmy D. Young Jr. is with us today on the broadcast. Uh, website prophecytoday.com. That's prophecytoday.com. Back in one minute, this is Crosstalk coming your way from the VCY America Network. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris author and seminar speaker with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, how many different races of men are there? Actually, Chris, the Bible never uses the term race, except when it talks about the human race. Biblically, we all go back to Noah and we all go back to Adam. We're all descended from them and related to all the people of the earth. And you know, this is exactly what genetic studies of the different ethnic groups is showing. Every ethnic group is so genetically similar to the others that it's like we're all from the same family, almost clones. Chris, notice how well this evidence lines up with what the Bible has to say. We don't use scientific evidence to prove the Bible, but we can, by using the evidence, show just how right that Bible is. Aren't you glad we can go back to Genesis and get it right? Thanks, Dr. John. For more on Genesis, visit us on the web at www.icr.org. That's www.icr.org. 
Jimmy DeYoung Jr. with us today, prophecytoday.com, the website. Uh, just before we continue on with this Israel war update, uh, Brother DeYoung, uh, share with us a word about the Ministry of Prophecy Today. Uh, Jim, uh, Prophecy Today was started by my dad in 1992. Uh, actually, 1991. He moved to Israel. I uh, felt God uh, was leading him to be there, went there three days before the first Iraqi uh, conflict took place and uh, the first Gulf War, and uh, they were basically on the front line as everybody was leaving Israel. Uh, they took the opportunity to go there. They were on the Moody Broadcasting Network for many years. They were about the only, my dad uh, and, my, and my mom, were about the only ones that were there in the land that were reporting back to the United States, gave uh, uh, Dad became uh, uh, a credentialed journalist. We had a very good friend of ours who was uh, former head of the government press office under Menachem Begin, who uh, I produced a program for back in the 80s during the first Israel-Lebanon conflict, which, interesting how, you know, God puts you in places. And when you look at life choices and, and life decisions, I was there in 84 uh, during the first Israeli-Lebanon conflict when Hamas and Hezbollah basically began. Dad was there in 1991, and out of that, uh, our ministry started Prophecy Today, and uh, Dad would do the radio. Of course, that was his life, but he loved doing that. He loved. He grew up uh, doing radio. He loved radio. He was on Day of Discovery Television for many years with Mark DeHaan. I worked with that uh, group uh, doing their uh, productions in the Middle East, in the Bible lands. And uh, from there, our ministry grew, uh, doing conferences in the United States, doing prophecy conferences all over the place, understanding and helping uh, people to you know, understand a third of God's Word. And Jim, I'm glad you asked that, because out of that, uh, my father came up with four, basically, the major trends of Bible prophecy that we keep our eyes on. One would be the Aliyah, the return of the Jewish people to the land. And since Israel became a nation, and again, reconstituted in 1948, but even in the 1980s, we started seeing many Ethiopian Jews uh, with the first, with the fall of the Soviet Union, Russian Jews coming back into the land. So we were looking, because Bible prophecy talks about, in that day, I will regather my people. And we saw, and we looked at the return of the Jewish people to the land of Israel. We looked at the anticipation for peace, the second major trend that we look at. The most talked about news item in the world, really, is peace. When will there be peace on the earth? Of course, we know what Bible prophecy talks about, the Antichrist coming on the scene and uh, being that false, uh, establishing a false peace with Israel that's after the rapture of the Church. Uh, our ministry believes that the next event on God's calendar is the rapture of the Church. There are no other prophecies to be fulfilled before the rapture takes place. It's an imminent event. So, looking at the return of the Jewish people, the anticipation for peace, the alignment of the nations, the alignment of the nations in Ezekiel 38, Daniel 11, Psalm 83. We're seeing those nations aligning right now, coming against Israel. And then, of course, the last one, which nobody is really talking about now, but would be the, the arrangements for the temple to be rebuilt mm. on the third most holiest site in the Islamic world, the number one holiest site, for the Jewish people, which is in the city of Jerusalem, the top of Mount Moriah, the Temple Mount in the city of Jerusalem. And I, st I think even amongst all of this, the one thing that Hamas didn't realize uh, what would take place is the return of the Jews to the land of Israel. Mm. I think it's up to about 500,000 have now, uh, Jewish people have moved back to Israel or moved to Israel if they were from other parts of the world to support, to be there for the Jewish people during this time of conflict. Uh, and I think uh, we're seeing a resurgence of religious Jew, not Christian Jewish, mm -hmm. but religious Jew, those that follow Judaism. And a part of Judaism is 
an aspect of rebuilding the temple and a return to the Judaic law, the halakhic law, to observe the Sabbath, to wait for the Messiah to come. Of course, you know, us as believers, we're waiting for the Messiah to come the second time. So that's the difference. Amen. Well, friends, uh, he referenced his father, uh, Dr. Jimmy DeYoung. And uh, by the way, if you're interested in going through walking, walking through Bible courses with him right on our, we have a uh, complimentary uh, Bible study course at vcy.bible. And uh, Jimmy DeYoung, uh, senior here, a uh, Bible prophecy through the Bible, part one, part two, part three. You can uh, check it out at uh, vcy.bible. As we head back to uh, Israel once again, the war going on, what you referenced, uh, you know, the things we're hearing from the hostages that were really, what, what have we learned from them, uh, from the released hostages so far? Well, uh, just the, how low humanity can go with uh, these terrorist organizations. And, uh, you know, it's amazing to me as we are watching anti-Semitic movements all around the world, uh, standing on the side of a Hamas terrorist organization, the Palestinians, uh, and supporting what they did to the Israelis. But I think when you see the, you know, the, the few things that we're hearing about is Number one, their network of tunnels that run underneath the Gaza Strip, which Israel, the IDF, has done a good job at eliminating a good portion of those. Um, I think the the one caveat in that is where the remaining hostages are being kept. And that's uh, Israel needs to restart this process of going back in and systematically going through, proving to the world, going, you know, going through great, uh, you know, pains to present to the world, look, this is what Hamas was doing in the hospitals, uh, underneath homes, and underneath their religious um, places of worship, which is a mosque, uh, having all, uh, being, you know, protected by a human shield. You know, Jim, I was thinking about this the other day, back, and how this, how things work. Um, I used to take um, young people to Israel, taking them there to do evangelistic work. Uh, we would have basketball teams, and uh, we did a basketball program a block away in Ramallah from where Yasser Arafat's compound was. And I used to think, why would they allow us to be there? But, you know, when as we have seen through, you know, everything coming to light in this attack by Hamas uh, and how they operate, they use human shields to protect themselves. Hmm. And so, you know, years ago in the 90s, we did basketball camps in Ramallah, a block away from Arafat's compound. And, you know, yes, we were safe, but he was using us and using the schools that we did these basketball camps at to, you know, protect him so that Israel wouldn't come after him. And uh, Israel would never do that. They have tried to. They go to great lengths to uh, announce to the people when they're going to be active in uh, an IDF uh, operation, uh, warning the people to get out, allowing them to escape. And I think we have clearly seen um, Hamas has, you know, wanted to stop that process because that's their protection. But the, some of the things that they have talked about with the children that are coming out what they have seen, what they were made to watch. They were, some of these young boys and girls, nine years of age, were made to watch what the Hamas did to, you know, on the kibbutz to their families. Hmm. They were made to watch their fathers get shot right in front of them. Uh, so I, I think, you know, uh, adults have a hard time dealing with this. We have seen that with PTSD and mm-hmm. soldiers coming back from, wars. Uh, the adults are going to have a hard time, but I think even more so, yeah. these children in the future, it's going to be a very difficult time for them having to witness what they witness. I'd like you also to address the propaganda that's going on uh, from the uh, Palestinian Authority. I mean, they're talking about Israel actually attacked itself on October 7th. They're the ones that went into the music festival and did the shooting. The, the PA is also reporting Israel stole organs from corpses like corneas of the eye, liver, kidneys, etc., from dead Palestinian bodies in Gaza. Uh, they're also, uh, we find out uh, also a story that uh, has come out from the Associated Press. Uh, 
dealing with the, uh, the artificial intelligence that's being used by, uh, you know, the PA, uh, Hamas, to generate what looks like uh, dead bodies but are really not, uh, claiming, you know, the IDF did this. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're seeing a lot of that take place. And, and then I, we showed a video clip on television the other night of an individual whose, whose mother, you know, here was carried into a hospital. His mother's all worried and concerned about her son and bloodied. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, the guys around him say, no, 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 he's not hurt. This is for the cameras. And he has to sit up and they ra- unwrap the bandages, you know, around him that they had bloodied, uh, you know, to make it look like he had been. And I said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine, Mom. You know, go on home. <laughs> yes. Yep. A lot of propaganda. So the, you, yeah, uh, Jim, quite often on our radio, our weekend radio program, uh, we have an organization called Palestinian Media Watch on. And these are uh, Jewish people, religious Jews, that uh, monitor, they speak Arabic very well, and they monitor what the Palestinian media is telling its own people. They, they say one thing to the media of the world. They say another thing to their own people. Now they're trying to propagate to the media of the world what they tell their own people. And when you see youth camps that are designed to teach that Jews are monkeys, they're descendants of monkeys, that they're dogs, that, uh, you know, what are you going to do when you grow up? I'm going to shoot Jewish people, you know. These are. This is what's done in the Palestinian youth camps. This is what the Palestinian media tells its people. So, you know, they feel like they're being suppressed. But there's there's nobody better that has given the Arab people a voice than the Israeli government. I witnessed it over 35 years of where Israel, uh, when they were, and they, you know, you had areas like Bethlehem and Bejala and other areas of Jericho that were under uh, the municipality and the governance of, uh, of Israel uh, until the Oslo Accords when they had to pull out, and it was under the Palestinian Authority. When Israel was there, they had running water. They had the things that they needed to survive and to be a part of a, you know, the state of Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, Israel often offered a two-state solution for the Palestinians to have a state. It was the Palestinians that said, no, we're not going to do that, because part of being a state is being is recognizing that Israel has a right to uh, be established, has a sovereign right to be a state. And the Palestinian Authority didn't want their people to do that, so they had to tell their own people that they are the ones that are keeping us down. They're the ones that are killing us. Now they're propagating that to the world. And what's happening today, you know, it's interesting. Um, I talking to a young person. You know, young people today, a lot of people get their news, not from, you know, the nightly news or from the newspaper like you and I used to do, or the teletype. When it would come across, you would yes. get the news item. Today they get it from social media and from TikTok. So when you have young people, young Christian young people watching TikToks and believing what they see there, and they're like, well, why should we stand by Israel? They're the ones that are committing the atrocity. Right. It's because they are not aware and are unknown. Friends, we'll be back in one minute. Uh, Dr. Jimmy DeYoung Jr. with us here today on Crosstalk, your website, prophecytoday.com. You're listening to Crosstalk. VCY invites you to obtain an audio recording of the Gospel according to John as narrated by Brad Canterbury. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John's Gospel presenting the words of Jesus, the way of salvation. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever... You can share this as a gift or for listening over and over on your daily commute. VCY America is making available this narrated Gospel of John on two CDs for a donation of $12. Call during business hours, 1-800-729-9829. That's 800-729-9829. But these are written, that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. 
listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Dr. Jimmy DeYoung, Jr. with us here today. Uh, Dr. DeYoung, we were just talking about uh, those who have been held hostage and some of the matters that have been unfolding. Uh, you were just telling me that, that children are coming out who are held hostage, conditioned by the, uh, really, the, the tormentors, the uh, Hamas, uh, uh, you know, the propagators of, of those who kidnap them? Yes, yes, uh, Jim. It's uh, you know when the young people came out, they they look fine, they look healthy, uh, you know, from all physical, but mentally and uh, of course spiritually they were, um, you know, distraught. But mentally, they would come out, they would whisper because they were pointed at with a gun that if they talked above the normal talk. So when they would come out. They, it took them a while to be able to realize that they could talk at a normal voice. And that's mm-hmm. just something that, you know, again, you know, women in cages, like you said, in the tunnels, not being able to take showers or eating very little over this time, made to watch the atrocities that were committed against. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very tough. But, Jim, one more thing I wanted to bring to your attention. You know, um, I've taken kind of a, it's just, I've called friends of mine that I've taken to Israel. You know, and we're very much, um, we watch Israel. We understand that God has a plan for the Jewish people. He's not finished with them. Um, the Jewish people are the one tangible thing that we can see that God is going to fulfill Bible prophecy, and that, by watching them, we understand what is taking place in the world. But, you know, we have a lot of Christians that um, they don't have time for uh, watching what's taking place. Um, you know, it's almost as if we don't have time for this. They're, they're missing the signs. And I always tell people, it's almost like the Lord is, you know, snapping his fingers, saying, yeah. wake up, folks, wake up. When you see these things, you know that, you know, the time is coming, that the rapture of the church is going to take place. We're looking at events today that are setting up events that are going to take place during the tribulation period. Mm. And I think we need to be aware. We yeah. need to. Uh, I know people that listen to your program, that listen to VCY. They're, you know, astute. They politically, spiritually astute people. But we have a lot. We have a body, yeah. a big, a large part of the body of Christ that are out there that could care less about what's going on in Israel. I'd like to get a couple more issues with you here today. Uh, Jerusalem Post ran a story last month about the. PA giving Hamas terrorist families close to $3 million in what they call pay-for-slay, paying families of dead Hamas terrorists. You referred earlier to the Palestinian Media Watch, and they're reporting about the PA paying released Palestinian prisoners now from Israel, stating that the law grants every terrorist prisoner monthly salary from the day of arrest until the day of release, with the salary rising the longer they're in prison. This is outrageous. Pay-to-slay? Yes, you know uh, it's funny when you when we and we start to see now um, Ashmiel Hanania, who is the head of the Hamas, uh, Mahmoud Abbas, who's head of the Palestinian Authority, Yasser Arafat was one of the five top five richest men in the world. Nations of the world give money to the Palestinian fight to the people so that they will can come out of living in the dark ages. That money never gets to them. So what does does the Palestinian Authority do? It keeps them down. It keeps them so that, you know, yes, when you think about it and you see mothers that say, yes, I'm having children so that they can kill Jewish people because they know that for each son or each daughter that go into prison, they're going to get a stipend of money. And that's that's a big motivating factor. Uh, for people that really, I mean, they're still being held in the dark ages and while their leaders live uh, extravagant lifestyles in uh, other Arab Saudi Arabia countries. Uh, friends, let's open our lines here, 800-733-9829. Your questions for Jimmy DeYoung Jr. today, 800-733-9829. Would like to also just probe you on the Biden administration. Um, they've told Israel it must work to avoid significant further displacement of Gaza uh, civilians in southern Gaza if it renews this ground campaign. And, you know, you need to avoid large scale civilian casualties. Are, are we starting to see a turn in the Biden administration pressuring Israel to back off from really eradicating those who want to see all Jews killed? 
Mm, wow, man, that's a great question, Jim. You know, and I've been I've been surprised because President Biden has come out for the Jewish people. He, he took it a. Uh, I mean, he's lost a lot of political clout yeah. by standing by the Jewish people. So whatever he has done in the past, whatever we have criticized him for, he definitely has stood by and has given uh, and continued this process of giving money to the state of Israel, to helping them to continue. Uh, we supply their ammunition. We supply their weapons to fight this fight. If they don't, Israel's going to have to go at it without smart bombs, without smart missiles, without those things. So uh, to see uh, President Biden uh, losing a lot of, well, you're in a political um, season. We're in a presidential campaign that's coming up. And, uh, and also, uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu realizes that President Biden went out on a limb. So, you know, again, it's that tightrope. It's one of those layers that we talked about at the beginning of the program, one of those many layers that, you know, against all of the noise, President Biden is still standing by, but they have to, outwardly, they have to say those things. Hopefully, and for the sake of America, because that Abrahamic covenant, those that bless you, I will bless. Those that curse you, I will curse. We need to take that serious, and if America ever turns its back on Israel, it's the downfall of America. Our number to Crosstalk, 800-733-9829. Let's begin with uh, Bill calling in from Greendale. You're on the air, Bill. Hi. Um, I would uh, like to ask a question. In uh, Revelations chapter 9, verses 14 through 18, we see that the four angels are loosed and uh, that this at the Euphrates River. And it says that, and the four angels were loose, which were prepared for an hour, a day, a month, a year, for to slay the third part of men. By these three, third part of men killed by fire, by smoke, by brimstone, which issued out of their mouths. I'm asking, do you believe that this, I, I don't believe that this is the Armageddon battle, but I believe this is a separate war setting up for Armageddon, and I believe that a third part of men will die in this war, and it will take that time period. Do you agree with that or not? Yes. Uh, well, Bill, great question, great student. You're, I can tell, Jim, your, your folks are always students of the Word. Um, I do believe that, uh, yes, and, and when you look at the, the first of the 21, the first 14 of the 21 judgments, in the first three and a half years of the tribulation period, half of the world's population is going to be killed. Those people that are left on the earth after the rapture of the church, those people that are not killed uh, in the aftermath of the rapture and the beginning of the Antichrist as he comes on to establish a false peace, you're going to see still in those judgments, half of the world's population will be gone through pestilence, through famine, through uh, the different aspects of, you know, uh, the alignment of the nations, that man on a red horse, that war that takes place between Gog and Magog and the nations that are coming against Israel. Um, so when we start to look at that, you do see that the uh, Euphrates will dry up and prepare the way for the kings out of the east to come to Israel to fight the Battle of Armageddon, which takes place at the end of the tribulation period. I believe that that happens at the end, right before Jesus Christ returns to the earth at his second coming. Bill, thank you for the call. Mark is next in Monroe. You're on the air, Mark. Yeah, first of all, I'd like to uh, pay tribute to uh, uh, Jimmy DeYoung Sr. Mm -hmm. um, thank you. I think, uh, you know, ultimately he... Uh, to use one of his uh, uh, terms was, I think he ended up being, you know, a precursor to the rapture. But I'm <laughs> sure he's not disappointed being in the presence of the Lord right now. Amen. Yep. My comment is is uh, pertaining to um, uh, Be uh, Benjamin Netanyahu. Netanyahu. Is, um, uh huh. I think uh, I think he's totally obligated to. Uh, uh, take Hamas out. I mean, you know, regardless of all the negotiations and all the hoopla and stuff, 
I think everybody has to know what the intent is here, you know, good versus evil, devil versus God, the whole, uh, you know, um, Genesis 12-3 scenario here. So, and I, I do think uh, he is that determined. I mean, the man is not a fool by any stretch of the imagination, and neither is oh, the enemy. No. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's a graduate of MIT. And here's the, the, the thing, you know, he's the longest sitting prime minister. Uh, he sat in that position longer than any other man. Uh, how would it be that he, history remembers him? However far that we go into the future history, when you look back, history's going to remember him that it was on his watch that Hamas co- committed uh, Israel's 9-11, if you will. And he has to finish this process he he's got to do that in order to save his own face and you know for his own good i i think you know he's a warrior his brother was a warrior died in the raid in Antebi. um prime minister netanyahu is a warrior uh, he needs to finish this it just it, it really does boil down to how the politics geopolitically world politics are going to play into in, into place here but I, I do think you're right. Yeah. He's going to finish this process. Thank, Thank you. you, and uh, God bless you. Thank you, Mark, for Thank the call you. here today. And and uh, we we have seen that uh, the, the, really the, the boldness of Benjamin Netanyahu, and he has come forth and 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 uh, talked about how he's going to see this through to the end. As a matter of fact, the minister Benny Gantz called this uh, current war against the uh, Hamas. Uh, he said. Uh, uh, it is the most important war since the establishment of the state. Mm. Quite a statement. Mm. Jimmy DeYoung Jr. with us here today, friends. Our number to crosstalk, 800-733-9829. Have some open lines available, 800-733-9829. Randy in Fayetteville, Arkansas, you're on the air. Yeah, I just wanted to comment on, on our current uh, man who calls himself the president. Uh, his support of Israel, I don't really believe is genuine. I think it's here we are approaching an election, and he knows he's kind of fallen behind in the polls, so he has to uh, pick up the support of the, uh, the Zionists, the Christians who really support Israel, and he needs our support to win. And of course, I'm not going to give it to him, but right. I, that's kind of what I get out okay. of it. Okay, thank you for the yeah. call, um, uh, Jimmy. Hasn't uh, be, even before President Joe Biden expressed support for Israel throughout his tenure, he has, and I, you know, again, I, I definitely, uh, I don't think that, and I am not trying to give any political cred to President Biden and his long-serving political history as a senator. He is, he has been supportive of Israel, uh, and at the very get-go, before anybody else, he you know, stood out there and uh, pledged support for Israel to finish this fight. Now, that aside, you know... Tell you what, we've got a break here, so let me... We'll get your second point after this uh, break here. Jimmy DeYoung Jr. with us on Crosstalk. And uh, we'll be back in one minute here and uh, just discussing the outlook here from President Biden as it relates to Israel, his response to it as well. So stay with us. We'll be right back here on Crosstalk. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. We have a big problem, folks. Christianity is being criminalized greater than ever before. And it's not just Christians. It's those that are speaking Christian truths. You know, the Bible talks about laws and what to do with criminals. It talks about borders. It talks about defending the innocent. And we have some people out there that are talking who maybe are not Christians. But what they're saying is backing up Christian values, and they're being prosecuted. What am I talking about? People on social media talking about violent crimes against Jews, talking about the intrusion of illegal immigrants into their country, whether it's in the U.K. or Ireland. They're not speaking words of hate or violence against anyone. They're speaking words of truth about defending innocent life and borders. That's a Christian worldview issue. And yet, some of them have now been arrested, are being charged with hate crimes. It is now a war on the Christians and the Jews.
Dr. Jimmy DeYoung Jr. with us here today on Crosstalk, the website prophecytoday.com, prophecytoday.com. Lived in Israel for many years, but he is a speaker, teacher, Middle East guide as well. And uh, Jimmy, we, we were just hearing, uh, you know, that responding to the Biden administration's support or lack of it for Israel. We're seeing that he did have a record even prior to becoming president in support of Israel. But he is also taking a lot of heat from from leftists within his party because he is in support of Israel. Yes, uh, for sure. He's taken a lot of heat. He's lost a lot of political clout because he has supported Israel. But I do want to remind everyone, you know, when um, our, our elected officials are, are ordained by God, and God puts in office who he wants there. And, um, you know, when we always pray, I want to pray for God's man to be there. God uses, according to Revelation seventeen seventeen, God uses world leaders to accomplish his will. Mm-hmm. Not our will, but his will. So, you know, we, in fact, Jim, you helped us, your organization helped us do our, our last, uh, one of the last DVDs that we did with my dad, President's Politics and Prophecy. Yes. We looked from Jimmy Carter and uh, as a matter of fact, Dr. Rich Schmidt is updating that, and he's going to focus on President Biden, Trump and Biden, and their roles in advancing the prophetic narrative. And I think that's what we always have to keep in, in, in mind. And I, I, don't, I don't use, I don't let political people uh, dictate how I live my Christian life anyway. We've got uh, packed lines in about five minutes. We'll cover what we can. Scott in Clarksburg, West Virginia, go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah, I have a question. Uh, do you know how Iran calls America the great Satan, and they call Israel the little Satan? So I was wondering, like you say about uh, Biden being for uh, Israel and everything, and he's taking a lot of heat, uh, but he's really a man of convenience, not conviction, just like uh, most politicians. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, say uh, if the Antichrist would happen to arise in the great Satan, would the Jews in the little Satan... Uh, think that he's the Messiah, worship him as the Messiah? Oh, that's, that's, a, that's a great question, but we do know, according to Scripture, that the Antichrist is going to come out of the revived Roman Empire. So the Antichrist is not going to come from the United States. He will come from the revived Roman Empire. That's Daniel chapter 9. From the people that destroyed the temple. Who destroyed the temple in 70 AD? It was the Roman Empire. So from out of those people, the prince, the little P prince, the Satan, uh, the Antichrist will come on the scene. So we believe that the Antichrist will come out of the revived Roman Empire. And, you know, after the rapture of the Church, the shift of power from the United States to Europe and the revived Roman Empire, that political leader, the Antichrist, will use his power base of the European Union, I believe, to establish a false peace and to protect Israel. And interestingly enough, the Bible tells us that Israel will follow the Antichrist. Wow. Scott, thank you for the call. Shelley in Cookville, Tennessee, you're on the air. Uh, yes, I just wanted to comment about Biden supporting Israel. Um, I believe he's a globalist, and he's talking out mm-hmm. of both sides of his mouth. Of course, he's supporting Iran, you mm-hmm. know, sending their money and yep. oh, yep. and all yep. that. And so I just I think that he knew that this would create unrest in America, and that is their a goal, America must fall, and so they're just using this for their advantage. Yep. Good good point. Uh, thank you for raising that. And his support of Iran really contradicts his support of Israel here, uh, Jimmy. It does. Uh, and it, you know, you're right, globalists, the World Economic Forum, yep. you've got many people that want to divide and conquer, and uh, they want to divide the, the class system, the rich, the very rich, and, the, and everybody else underneath them, and I think this is a part of that process. Tom in Redfield, Kansas, you're on the air. Yes, Jim. <clears throat> Thank you very much for taking my call. And Mr. DeYoung, we really praise God for your, for your dad and all he did. But, uh, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, God takes, a, takes the hearts of kings and turns it like rivers of water, and he's going to use Mr. Biden just as long as he's needed to stand with Israel. And then once he's done... Everything will everything will start turning around, like you guys said. Thank you, Tom. Yes, sir. And uh, let's get one more call in. Uh, Jason in is Uppsala, Minnesota. You're on the air. 
Hi, I too want to give a word of thanks for Jimmy DeYoung Sr. and his uh, teaching and his ministry and uh, encouraging us to read God's Word, to take it literally at its face value. Um, He's changed many lives, including mine. So continue on with his work until the Lord Jesus returns. Thank you. Thank you, Jason. And and really, that's the heart of your ministry, uh, Brother Jim. Amen. Wow, that was a great testimony, and it it is, Jim. Uh, My dad wasn't perfect, but he was very passionate about teaching God's Word, Mm -hmm. and he wanted you to listen and study it for yourself, you know? We all have the ability to understand Bible prophecy like he did. We just need to do it. But he certainly put together and helped us and has helped many people, to. and that's what we're doing. My brother and I, we're continuing on the ministry of uh, preparing God's people for the end times. Indeed. And we're just 90 seconds left on the broadcast. Uh, Why does all this matter? I mean, why what we see unfolding for us, why should it matter for us today? Uh, Jim, it matters for eternity, and that's the big thing uh, for ourselves and for those around us. For ourselves, whatever we do, what we're going to be doing for eternity, it matters what we do now on this earth, what we do for those around us by sharing God's Word for, you know, giving glory and honor to God. That's, what we, that's our first responsibility. We are to live pure, productive, holy lives in an unholy world. And we need to be living, prepared to meet our Savior Mm. at any moment. And that's why it matters. Great. Well, you've got a lot of uh, news information and uh, teaching materials on your website, prophecytoday.com. And uh, our listeners can go there and certainly avail themselves to much information. Thank you, Jim. Thank you so much. Shavuot Tov. Have a good week. Great. Thank you so much, Dr. Jimmy DeYoung, Jr., with us here today on Crosstalk. And friends, as always, we encourage you, be praying for the peace of Jerusalem. Be praying, indeed, for peace to ensue and and for the uh, for hostages to be released and, and certainly to see people come to faith in Christ. Be praying for the Christian workers in Israel as well that are ministering and, and working to bring others to faith in Christ, that indeed they would recognize Jesus Christ as being the Messiah. He is. God bless you, folks. Thanks for jo- dropping by here on Crosstalk today with our Israel War update. And, and uh, as uh, Dr. Jimmy DeYoung would say, <laughs> keep looking up. The rapture could be today. Thanks for listening to us on Crosstalk. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from VCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208. Or download by RSS or podcast from crosstalkamerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.